0: Hey guys, it's just your girl Talia today because if I didn't record an episode by myself, there would be another week without an episode and I wasn't going to let that happen. I didn't want to do you dirty like that. Abby is a very busy bee. I'm very proud of her. She's in hustle mode right now. She's juggling like three different jobs. So it's just been hectic and hard to find time for both of us to sit down and record. A podcast episode. So, hopefully, you don't mind that it's just me today. The day you're listening to this, it's actually my birthday. I'm 23 years old, wild. I don't feel any different, (laughs) but made it another year. And I want to talk about something not super exciting. I know it's my birthday, and I should be talking about something probably light and happy, but. There's something heavy on my heart, my mind, my soul, and I just want to basically just vent about it, kind of. I don't have a script or anything. I'm kind of just, I want to talk to you as if you're my best friend, and I'm just going to spill all my my feelings onto you, if that's okay. I guess birthdays can kind of tie into this topic, but I don't want to start this conversation with birthdays. But it'll tie in a bit later. I just want to put a little disclaimer before I start that I will be talking about body image and eating disorders, all that stuff. So if you're triggered by any of that, please tune into next week's episode. Just just skip this one for me. For me and your mental health. Because that's most important. Whew! Okay, let's do this. So lately I have been struggling with body image quite heavily and I didn't really want to talk about it on social media because just because of people. (laughs) For example, I came out with a book about how I basically have overcome my eating disorder and ways to gain weight in a healthy manner, just body positive stuff, all of that good stuff in this book. And I still stand by everything that I said in that book but Someone commented on a video recently, I don't remember the exact words, but basically telling me that I look very thin and they wouldn't trust anything that I said in this book because I claim to be over my eating disorder yet here I am looking very thin and basically making assumptions that I'm struggling with my eating and my body and all that stuff without Even knowing me and my story and... It's social media for you. Very judgmental and everybody's all up in everybody's business. Which is honestly quite dumb. All mean comments are, so no surprise there, eating disorders have nothing to do with the way that someone's body looks. You can be struggling with an eating disorder and not look the stereotypical part. You don't have to be thin to be struggling. And it kind of... It, not going to lie, it kind of felt like a kick in the face because I'm just going to say it now. Yeah, I am struggling again. Not nearly as bad as I was a couple years ago. But have my eating disorder thoughts gotten a little louder lately? Hell yeah, they have. But am I letting them win? Hell no. Did I do a crap ton of healing and... Training of my mindset, whatever you want to call it, over these years. Yeah, but reading this comment just made me feel like all my hard work that I've done on my mindset was not accounted for. It was just thrown in the trash. Healing most of the time is not a straight line, it's a roller coaster. I have good days and then I have some bad days, but I'm human. You know, I'm not a robot. It happens. Ah, I didn't want to get emotional. I'm sorry. I always say that I hate social media. But I love it at the same time because there's people like you listening. You care about me, which is crazy to think about. You've never met me, but you care enough to tune in to this episode, which is pretty cool, and I feel pretty blessed about that. Some of you, you care enough to comment something super sweet on my posts. Like that means the world and that's what keeps me doing this. The DMs that I get saying that my posts have helped. My YouTube videos have helped them through rough times. Like that is what keeps me here. But it's hard because people feel entitled to have an opinion on how other people's bodies look and what other people decide to do with their bodies. I don't understand that at all. It's not your life. So why does it matter, you know? there are far more important and useful ways to use your time, you know, than giving your two cents on what other people look like or what they're doing with their lives. But my face and my body is always on camera. And that can be really hard because you look back at footage and you can easily, you can fall into the trap of nitpicking at yourself. And it's awful. And that's what led me to get a stupid nose job which i regret and i've talked about i'm all over the place here but the reason i didn't want to talk about this on social media is because as soon as you put something out there if it gets in the wrong hands those people like to use it against you which is very messed up like that's not very human but what i mean by that is for example if i'm insecure about I don't know, my ears. And then I come out and I say that people that don't like me very much will start to make fun of my ears. Not because they thought about it before, or they noticed before how my ears looked, but just simply because they know it'll hurt me because I don't like my ears, you know? So I didn't want to talk about this and then have people staring at my body and the way my body looks. Just like people do with my nose now. Because I'm a lot more than my nose. I'm a lot more than my body. And so are you. But I also know that a lot of people do struggle with this as well. And often alone. So as much as I didn't want to talk about this, I'm doing it for the people that feel like they're alone right now. Being vulnerable can be scary AF, but... If it'll help a few people out there, even if it's just one person, then this is worth it to me. So when I first moved in to my new place a couple months ago, it was a very hectic and stressful situation. It's my first time moving out on my own. Not technically on my own. I am with my sister. But the first time putting our big girl pants on and not being with our parents. It was a stressful situation. And I also got sick. During the whole mix of chaos. So that was great. So, immediately when we moved in, I was sick in bed for about a week or two. I lost my voice and everything. It was great, great time. When I was sick, I obviously lost a bit of my appetite. So, I was eating less. My sick and twisted eating disorder voices were getting a little loud and telling me that it was a great thing that I was eating less. It's so weird. Like, My mind is still there listening to these things, but there's like this tiny voice that's not me in my head telling me these awful things. So it's like, it's not me. That's why I call it my eating disorder voice because it's not, it's separate, if that makes any sense. It's hard to explain to someone that hasn't gone through that, but this voice is telling me these things. My voice is like, What is wrong with you? Like, no, our body needs fuel. So I would force myself to have meals to get better because my body needed the nutrients to get better, of course. But those voices were still in the back of my head. I feel like this is just my experience with an eating disorder. I feel like it's always kind of there, but you get really good at telling it to just shut the hell up, basically, and not let it win. And then the voices get quieter over time. So they were quiet for years. And then during my low point, they started getting louder. And during this period, I wasn't letting it win. I was challenging some of my so-called fear foods, if you don't know what that means. I mean, basically, it's pretty straightforward. It's like foods that I have labeled as scary because in my head, they'll make me gain weight they're bad as if gaining weight is a bad thing gaining weight is not a bad thing you're not supposed to stay the same size your whole entire life so during my whole recovery period like I didn't have any outside help it was mainly just me so I didn't really challenge those foods mainly because a lot of those foods were actually not vegan if you didn't know I'm no longer vegan I still very much love to eat plant-based, but as of quite recently, I have decided to not follow that diet, that lifestyle anymore because I felt like it was getting in the way of fully healing myself because of the restriction. So if I want something that isn't plant-based, I'm going to have that thing, basically. So a lot of these fear foods of mine had animal products in them, so I wasn't going to eat them anyways, and that's why I feel like jumping into veganism. Although I absolutely love animals and adore them so, so much. There is that aspect to it, but eating disorders are sometimes, a lot of the time, about control. It's something you can control in your life. It's kind of twisted because... You're not really in control because actually your eating disorder is in control, making you think that you are, in fact, in control. Because if you truly were, you tell your eating disorder to get the F out of here and treat your body the way it deserves to be treated. So it's messed up, but I felt like going into veganism straight out of my really bad eating disorder days was a way to still have a bit of that that sense of control because I'm controlling that I just eat these things. You know what I mean? So there were things like saltine crackers on the list and tomato soup with milk. Silly little things. They're all silly because we shouldn't be labeling food as good or bad. Balance is very important. But you know what also is important? Chocolate chip cookies on a bad day. Life's too short to not eat the crystal. And I'm working on that too. I'm talking to myself here as well. I'm just saying. We live on a Dane floating rock. Eating the chicken nuggets are not going to kill you. Talia it's not going to kill you. So back to the story. I, I ate the tomato soup with saltine crackers. There's just little things like that. And I was like, yes, this is great. I'm not letting my eating disorder win. I'm not allowing it to come back and rule my life. But since those weeks of me being in bed, when you don't eat as much, your stomach shrinks, right? So my stomach started to shrink. And I wasn't eating as much even when I was feeling better because I wasn't that hungry. So naturally, I was eating less food. And with the stress... On top of everything, with moving out and all of that, I wasn't taking proper care of my body. Naturally, I lost quite a bit of weight and I didn't realize how much weight until quite recently because I don't own a scale. I have a love-hate relationship with scales. I don't get on them to take part in my disordered behavior i really just use them to make sure that i'm in line because when i first started recovering i was really really excited the closer i got to my goal weight and that was higher it was gaining weight i don't want to say the numbers because i don't want to trigger people actually we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about numbers but i asked my mom to bring over her scale because i felt that i was getting quite thin because I was starting to get very insecure about my legs. I felt like my legs were looking quite thin. So I asked my mom to bring over a scale. She brought over the scale, and I weighed myself the next morning. And I was quite shocked and disappointed. It's quite clear, without me even saying, I'm I'm underweight right now. I've always been on the thinner side my whole life, and I have to really really focus on eating and all of that and fitness to really boost my weight up like when I was at my goal weight I was lifting weights and all that stuff but because I haven't been weight training and I haven't been eating enough I'm I'm too underweight and that scares me so right now I'm at this place where I want to gain weight but my eating disorder is like no no we're not doing that but I look in the mirror and I'm like, yes, we are, because I don't like what I'm seeing. So I, I'm battling myself right now. Not a good time. And it's hard when my job requires me to be in front of the camera. Because I started to get more into fashion again recently, the fashion content and filming reels and such. You best believe I'm looking at my body and I'm thinking, I look really thin and people are going to start to speak up about it and sure enough they have. I've gotten a few DMs and it makes me sad. <laughs> it's so crazy to me that other people pick up on this. My friends and family around me, they tell me I look thin, but they, they also say that I don't look unwell. And so the fact that other people are picking up on it when like people around me didn't even really pick up on that, it's just crazy. So basically, I've started to introduce more of those stupid fear foods of mine to shut up my eating disorder voice because I'm not going backwards. I refuse. This is more exciting. I've started eating certain breads that I've never tried before, which is really fun because I freaking love carbs. I've started eating eggs again. At first, they hurt my stomach a little bit, my tummy, because I haven't eaten them in a long time. But I've been eating things that I've been scared of. So, eggs with like mayo and putting them on this new bread, some avocado. It's just yum. It's a yum in my mouth. It's great because it's foods that I loved when I was younger. And so, it's bringing some joy into my life. And one of my favorite meals ever when I was younger was this spicy chicken, this chili chicken from my favorite restaurant, Cactus Club Cafe. I recently started eating that again and it brings me so much joy, but also my brain freaks out a little bit because my eating disorder voice is telling me that I cannot have these things. And So I've been challenging, I've been challenging these things. A fear food, beans and toast, a can of beans in tomato sauce with toast. I marked that as off limits. So I challenged myself and I ate that beans and toast meal every freaking day until it was just beans and toast. Beans, protein, yummy, nutritious for your body, toast, carbs. Your body needs that fuel. It's good for your body. That's all it is. Beans and toast. It's not scary. And so I'm doing that with these new foods, eating eggs every day. I'm not eating chili chicken every day, but I am having it twice a week. I'm going to be challenging a lot more of these foods in the next coming weeks and months. And I don't plan to stop because I want to gain my life back. The only thing that's going to come from eating something so-called scary is food freedom. And creating awesome memories with people you love. Eating some good food. And this ties into my birthday. Birthday cake. You guessed it. A fear food. I also don't want to force myself to eat things that I genuinely do not want. But I'm tying it in here because it's my birthday. Although I genuinely do not want cake, you might not believe me, that's fine. But I haven't had sugar in a very long time. And when you don't have sugary foods like cupcakes, cake, cookies, all of those sweet foods, candy, you don't really crave them anymore. So although they smell good and they look super yummy, I actually genuinely don't want one. I really don't. I feel like the only sweet food that I would want is a cinnamon bun. To be completely honest with you, I love cinnamon buns. But a cake just doesn't seem appealing to me. I'm more of a savory gal. So chili chicken, for instance. Chili chicken, the sauce has sugar in it, obviously. That's what makes it freaking bomb. And it's deep fried and it's incredible. So there's things like that that I'm having now that I thought I would never have again in my life. I had pizza. I had freaking pizza, guys, like a month ago, which is insane because I never thought I would have that again. And I'm really, really proud of myself for that. So although I'm going another year without having birthday cake because I genuinely don't want it, maybe maybe I'll be feeling some cake next year or maybe even on just a random Tuesday, I'll have it. But if you have those foods as well, If you're struggling at all and you're listening to this, if I can do it, you can do it. I promise you that. And you deserve it. You don't have to earn your food. You don't have to save foods for the weekend. You can have them whenever you want. I know this may sound a little contradicting because one moment I'm sitting here saying I'm challenging all these foods and I'm encouraging you to do the same, but I'm underweight, which is kind of funny. Because I've labeled all these foods as bad and diet culture has labeled them as bad. I'm here eating these foods that I thought I would never eat again and I'm still under weight so it's just proof. Eating an Oreo is not going to make you gain 50 pounds. Just like eating a salad is not going to make you lose 50 pounds in a day. But I also don't want to stuff my face with a ton of junk food and feel like complete garbage throughout the rest of my day to gain weight. I want to do it in a healthy way. So I know it's going to take time, but I'm on that journey and I'm excited about it because I'm excited to feel good again. I'm excited to feel strong again. I'm excited for my clothes to fit me well again and to buy new clothes if I grow out of them because clothes are supposed to fit you. You're not supposed to fit into clothes. Also, I start therapy September 1st, so tomorrow when you're hearing this, that's a little exciting. (laughs) It's exciting, I'm just nervous, because I've never done therapy before. But I could use some help, and there's nothing wrong with that. You may find it hard to think of your body as beautiful, according to the ridiculous standards of society. But maybe you can see the beauty in what your body truly is and does for you. It's your home. It's The place you live in. Because you're not your body. You're so much more than that. But it's a house that keeps you alive. That tries to protect you from diseases. That works all day to keep you on this planet. It can be challenging to be kind to your body. Especially when you look in the mirror or photos of yourself and it doesn't look the way you want it to. But it's still trying the best it can to keep you here. And it might look different than the models and influencers you may follow. It may be tired. It may even be sick. But it's working 24 hours, 365 days, year after year to keep your beautiful soul here. Appreciating the things it does for you is a good place to start when it comes to body positivity. And if you can't love your body completely right now, you can become self-accepting by learning to be neutral towards it. That is plenty good enough. That is more than enough. Also, can I just say that calling yourself ugly makes no sense? Because you don't really truly see yourself. You don't see yourself when you're laughing so hard your tummy starts to hurt. How you look at someone with so much love and care in your heart. How you look when you're pouring your soul into a project that you're passionate about. How you look when you're petting a puppy. Or when you're dancing alone in your room to your favorite song. You're absolutely beautiful. And I hope you fall in love with yourself. Not because you have to, or for anyone else, or because I say so, but just because you deserve to be happy. Your body will accompany you for your whole life, and placing the enemy label on your body during this time on earth isn't helpful whatsoever. Life is hard AF. Why are we making it harder on ourselves by hating our home? Change the narrative. Think of your body as a friend, your trusty sidekick. And with all that being said, I'm going to go eat something yummy, and I think you should too. I love you so very much, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!